Hey everyone, welcome to Ben Better, How About You? I'm your host, Katie Nara, and I've suffered from depression nearly my entire life. It sucks. This is a podcast that focuses on mental health, broken down in a relatable way and told through personal experiences. P.S. I'm not a doctor, but each week my guests and I will cover everything from recognizing symptoms of anxiety and depression to providing accessible tips, tools, and resources that support mental wellness. So get your weekly prescription with me. Hey everyone, it's Katie Nara. Welcome to season three. I recently did some mental health tips for a friend of mine's clothing brand for their newsletter. So I thought I would do just like top three things that I think can help anyone's mental health. So let's go. I do want to say I am not a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a doctor, but something much better because I lived with depression, anxiety, OCD, for 15 plus years, um, manic depression, and I'm managing it. And that's really why I started the podcast because I wanted to help other people manage theirs. So let's get into it. I think the one, the number one thing that can be helpful with mental health is that you want to think about it like brushing your teeth and you wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth. It, it just wouldn't even occur to you unless maybe you forgot you brushed your teeth, right? In some ways, like, or not even in some ways, in every way, that is how you should think about mental health. That you want to be doing something and, you know, feeding that part of you. It's almost as if feeding a monster so the monster doesn't get hungry and overtake you. You know, you have to keep it at bay. And whether that's, and that can mean many different things for different people. Some people need to try to work out at least once a day or do something physical. I am definitely one of them. I notice my mood is not as as good if I don't horseback ride or walk or dance or just do something physical. And it doesn't even have to be that extreme, like going riding or a lot of people out here, you know, they're surfing, all these different things that are going to take out a big chunk of your day. It doesn't have to be that. Yesterday and this past weekend, I was having a rough time and was getting in a bit of a funk, mainly because I just getting over a cold that you may be able to hear in my voice. And so I wasn't allowed to go riding or do anything. My doctor yelled at me. So I'm not good sometimes with the physical side, with the mental side, I'm good, but I think I can really overexert myself. And he said, you can't go riding. And so I just, I'm very all or nothing. So I just had to be in bed. And so yesterday I was feeling really just bummed and just, I don't know, in my head. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to take my dog for a walk. And to be honest with you, I am not a really big outdoors person. It probably seems like that because of riding. And I will go outdoors to ride a horse. I've never been one to be like, let's go hiking. Let's go into the great outdoors. Like I think that's how people end up getting killed or being stuck, you know, I feel like every dateline is someone uh, stranded on a mountain that they shouldn't have climbed. But maybe that is your mental health thing and that makes you feel good. So maybe you do want to climb a mountain. But back to what I was saying. So I forced myself to go out and it was a full moon. Where I live, there aren't really sidewalks, so you kind of have to walk in the middle of the street. And so I'm never on my phone when I walk my dog, 
even before I live where I live. Um, I have to not be on my phone so I don't get hit by a car. But I just went for a walk and I felt better. I really felt better. It, it was just even seeing another person and people that live with someone or a spouse or boyfriend or family member or roommate, you know, I think it's really easy to take for granted that you have that other person there. And for people that live alone, even though like I am such a loner, it can get lonely where you're just like, or you can get in your head way more easy. And it was just so nice to go out for a walk. And then there was like this hot guy walking two dogs. So, you know, you just never know what's outside. And I felt better. And believe me, you have to sometimes force yourself. So even if it means you like forcing yourself to roll yourself out of your front door, and that can just be for 10 minutes, it can really make a difference because it's going to change your perspective. If you're lying in bed or lying on the couch or even you're lying, you know, with a bunch of friends and everybody's in a funk, let's say, especially the teenagers, which are in crisis mode with their depression, you want to change your perspective. And that means that even if you get up and go to a different room, that will help help your mind. Even if you sit up and change your position, the best thing would be to go outside. But if you can't go outside or you don't want to go outside, go to another room. Go make something to eat. Go do something that makes you not idle because that is where you can start to head downhill and things can just, I think if you stay in that mode, it's easy for it just to snowball. And we've seen that with the pandemic. And I mean, if you read any newspaper or magazine, we are in a crisis. I think that if you can change your perspective in some way, it will help you. Also, if you do something with your hands. And so what that means is that it sounds silly, but once you start doing it, it's like you almost have to trick your mind. I'm snapping. So whether that's knitting, needlepoint, if you're man or woman, man, woman, or them, or if you want to do, you know, wood shop, workshop, stuff with wood, anything that actually has your hands moving, right? Like even if I pick up this pen and I'm going to turn it around or put this other pen here and create some sort of shape, I'm immediately getting myself out of my head and out of those, especially if you suffer from OCD, those thoughts that just you know go round and round and round like you can't someone once said like you can't think your way out of a problem and I think that is true that it's you want to be in motion when you're thinking about something and again that's why walking and people are finding more and more like a standing desk and being in motion is helpful for your mind because it just gets you don't want stagnation and we don't want stagnation in the body you don't want stagnation in the mind so you want to be always moving if you can And I think that going back to the thinking about your mental health, like your teeth, so you would never not brush your teeth. Even though sometimes you, hey, you may skip in the morning or night, you're going to at least brush your teeth, I would hope, once a day, right? And so you want to do at least one thing once a day for your mental health. And maybe for you, that is your diet. And that means I always find it easier that if I eat breakfast – I'm going to do better throughout the day with what I eat. And it is easier said than done. But that's why maybe on Sundays, or depending on when you start your work or weekday, you want to set up what you need. Because you don't want to set yourself up to fail. So you have to think about, I'm going to set myself up for success. 
So what am I going to do tomorrow? At least that's how I have to think, especially with people with ADHD, right? So you have to think, how am I going to be as efficient as possible in the morning? Okay, I've got to figure out, what am I going to wear? What do I need to eat? Do I need to prepare food? Do I need to do this? I've got to walk my dog. Oh, I have to get the kids dressed. And really go through it of what you have to do to make yourself on top of your game. And for me, I like writing things out. And other people, they don't need to. But for me, I feel like I have to write stuff down. And I think that's helpful for a lot of people. And it gives it less power if you're writing something. If you're kind of spinning and you write it down, it's going to give it less power. You want to be able to talk about this stuff as well. It's so important to have a personal mental health network. And what that means is that a network of your friends or your therapist or a family member, people that you can call upon when you're not doing well or in a crisis. Because I always refer back to, this is one of my favorite quotes from Brene Brown. She says, if you put shame in a Petri dish, it needs three ingredients to grow exponentially, secrecy, silence, and judgment. If you put the same amount of shame in the Petri dish and you douse it with empathy, it can't survive. And shame is that warm feeling that washes over us and it makes us feel small and flawed and never good enough. And I think that is really important to hear that if you speak it and let people know what you're feeling ashamed about or not great about, it can't survive and, it's, and it can't just keep growing, right? And that is why it's really important to have a network of people that you can call upon, even if it's just one person, right? It'd be great if you could have three people or five even. I feel very fortunate that I have five people I can speak to very freely and, and go to for help and advice. It's important because it's like preparing for, again, a crisis, right? And I, I live in California and everyone has like earthquake kits. So there's a bat, bat, backpack and it has everything you need for an earthquake. So you almost want to think about mental health like, okay, I need my mental health like backpack emergency kit. And it's got April and, and Johnny and Dina, I'm totally making up these names, and my horse and Arthur and, and like all these things that I know help me. And you want enough things where it's almost like they are things you know are there and they're going to help you. And a safety net because you want to avoid going into crisis but you also want to prepare yourself if that does happen if you know it can for you with your mind or depression or your mental well-being so that's really the best I think advice those three things of think about it like brushing your teeth that you want to do something daily to get that support system around you and to have something in place for when there is you know crisis and everyone's crises are different that's another thing that I spoke with this brand about that your mental health is going to be like what works for your girlfriend or boyfriend or parents or loved ones or spouse or other it's going to be different what works for them and what works for you I did get a question from someone that she is in therapy her kids are in therapy and the husband refuses to go to therapy. So that is tough because I always, I do feel like if you really don't want to go to therapy, it's like 
trying to get someone to quit smoking that doesn't want to quit, right? I would say that if someone, if you really feel like therapy would benefit them and they just won't make the time, is there something else in their life or someone else they could go to kind of in the form of a therapist, whether it's a rabbi or a priest or a friend that you know that he feels comfortable talking about. But also you could say you don't want to berate someone like I don't, I can't believe you won't go to therapy. Like we're all going, what's wrong with you? It's more a part of saying this really would mean a lot to me and I can see you're in pain and struggling and I really think this could be helpful. That's really all, I feel like, I mean, I'll ask my psychiatrist, but I feel that you can't really force someone to do something like that. That's my thought on that. Someone's question to me, I put the, in my Instagram stories about, you know, let me know if you have any mental health questions. And somebody asked, is alcohol a depressant? You know, can it make me more depressed? And the answer is yes, it can. Alcohol is actually poison. By the way, I'm someone like I will have a drink from time to time, but there's a great book if you want to learn more about that. It's called Not Drinking Tonight, and it's by this therapist. She's great, Amanda E. White, and she also has a great account. And it really just explains the history of alcohol and what it does to your body and and brain and, you know, system and whatnot. And again, that's not to say don't everybody, no one can drink, but if you do think that you're drinking more and you're feeling not as great, you should take notice of that. And that may not be the best thing. It's like, listen, I quit smoking. Like I've been, it's it's been like a year and a half. And I loved smoking cigarettes. Like I loved it. I, I didn't even stop because, oh, this isn't good for me. Like this sounds awful. And I would roll my own cigarettes and I loved it. But just one day, It was actually when I went to get the vaccine, I just thought, you know what? Like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I don't think this is helping my anxiety. And in essence, it wasn't because I've spoken to my psychiatrist about this. When you are smoking and you inhale, it is helping you relax 100%. Like, it does calm you down. But the flip side is, is as soon as it's over, your anxiety is worse than it was before the cigarette. So it's not with with smoking, it's, it doesn't make you depressed, but it does for sure make you more anxious in the sense that when am I going to get be able to smoke? When's my next cigarette? Da, 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 da. And by the way, just because smoking doesn't make you depressed, it also can kill you. So that's another reason maybe not to smoke. But you know what? Everyone has their vices. Alcohol is in its own category. Anyway, that's a, it's a great book, Not Drinking Tonight. Someone else asked, what should I do if my partner is struggling with their mental health? Again, like similar to the person that was asking about their husband. I think that you could say, you know, you just have to be there for someone and really listen and say like, how's it going? What What's going on? You know, or what are you up to today? It doesn't have to be this like huge intervention of you seem depressed and you need to go into therapy and we need to commit you now. If I, th- I think if it's someone who's never gone to therapy or who is struggling, you have to make it like super casual. Like almost like when you're, you have to trim your dog's nails, you know, like you're kind of like, oh yeah, I'm just hanging out over here and here's a treat. And then like, okay, we're going to now clip your nails. 
it has to kind of be snuck in in a way that it's casual. It's it's because the bigger deal you make of it, if it's someone who is doesn't really want to go to therapy or, or look at their mental health, the bigger deal you make of it, I think the harder it's going to be. So I think feel like you have to like sneak it in a bit. Okay, someone just asked, why do I feel more depressed in the fall? Well, that is seasonal depression and it's a real thing. I actually feel happier in the fall and winter. It's not the usual, but most people, they do get more depressed in the fall. There's less sunlight. We know the sunlight helps um, with our mood, with vitamin D. Everyone at this point in our lives and history is vitamin D deficient. So that is a real thing. So if you know you get more depressed in a certain season, again, you want to get that, like we were talking about the earthquake backpack, the mental health backpack. You want to get it full of things that you need. And that can be as simple as, oh, I love to cook. That helps me relieve stress or this is going to help me like have a family night or a boyfriend night or a girlfriend night or them night or, or what have you. And you schedule that ahead of time. Always want to be thinking ahead of time because what you don't want to do is depression. My shrink once described it as gaining weight, right? Like you don't think today, oh, I'm, I'm going to gain 10 pounds in three months, right? But then three months from now, suddenly you wake up and you're like, oh my God, I put on 10 pounds. And that's similar to depression where if you start looking back and you think like, God, I really aren't feeling well. I'm not feeling well, right? Or you start to think, oh my gosh, I feel so much better after this therapy or after I got on the right medicine. And you don't really notice it until it's that flip. So that's why you want to have these sort of safety nets set up. It'll help you. It'll help people around you. And it also helps is going to help you then deal with your friend or partner or family member's problem much better. You know, it's the example everyone uses, but it's true. Like put your mask on before you put someone else's mask on, on the airplane. And you have to take care of yourself before you take care of other people. I will end with this. If you are surrounded by someone, uh, whether it's family or a loved one, and they really, they do not support that, you want to get those kind of people out of your life. As far as the younger folk go, I understand when you're a teenager and you can't move out of your house. But I would really urge everyone to take note of who is draining my energy and who is giving my batteries life, right? Like who is giving me life and who is giving me death, literally. Because in my opinion, you got to get rid of those people. I don't think it's like, oh, it's fine, well like see them once in a while. I, I really think you want to, again, if it's not someone, if it's like someone that you, if you're younger and you live in a certain, if you live with your mom and dad and some one of them you're struggling with, you do want to try to find then a therapist that you can talk to this about. But you really want to take note of who is the energy drainer and who's charging the batteries for me? Who's who's making me feel like, oh, when I leave them? Because that's important. Everyone knows that that feeling. You know, it's in your gut. That's it. We, I didn't even get to all the questions. So we'll have to do another one of these. Welcome back to season three. I'm so excited for you guys to hear all of the shows we have ready to air. And I hope you have a great fall. Thank you for tuning in to Ben Better, How About You? To learn more, please visit benbetterhbu.com and check out our Instagram, bbhbu.
Slide into our DMs with your questions and or comments. Also, be sure to subscribe for your weekly prescription. This pharmacy is open 24-7.